which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The mayor is uh, on business trip. He'll be back tonight. Sitting in. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This meeting is now called to order. In honor of the borough of Seabright's long-standing policy of open government and in compliance with the Open Public Meetings Act, I wish to advise you that adequate notice of this regularly scheduled meeting was sent to the Asbury Park Press and other local newspapers on January 10, 2023. In each instance, the date, time, and location of this meeting were provided in the notice. This meeting is open to the public. Roll call. Councilman Weber? Beaver, here. Beaver. Councilman Booker? Here. Councilman Catalina? Here. Councilman Gordon? Here. Excuse me. Mr. President? Councilman Lamia? Here. And as I said, the mayor will be returning to Seabrook tonight. Are there any remarks from the audience? Anyone on video? Hi, good morning. Good morning. Yes, good morning, good morning. Uh, is it time to ask questions and make comments? Is that, is that yes. open for discussion now? Uh, yes, it's very much so. Okay, oh, okay appreciate it. Thank you. This is Danny Heller from 31 Center Street. So, a couple of concerns and questions. Um, so, I'm going to go in order. Um, I noticed a beach walk. The hotel up in the North Shore. There's a uh, construction site going on there. I'm just wondering if, if we can be updated to what that is. I, I wasn't aware that there was something going along the north side of the hotel. That's number one. Number two, I was wondering if we can get an update on the Mad Hatter. Um, what's going on with the construction site there? The night store. And number three, the uh, the new project that's done by the water in downtown, if it would be updated on that site. Um, and I brought up about a year ago a concern, and I know one of you met me over at the corner of 7-Eleven and Donovan, where the lights there, when you actually walk from 7-Eleven across the street to Donovan, when you hit that corner at Donovan, there's rock. There's no sidewalk, it's just a danger, and I'm wondering if anything's been looked into. Because when you're crossing from uh, west to east over there, and a lot of people do in the summertime, you have no sidewalk, so you basically are crossing to oncoming traffic coming from Donovan's leaving and people coming into Donovan from Ocean Avenue. Okay. So those were the major questions you um, just now on construction, I came home last night uh, and there was uh, heavy duty construction going on uh, about the. Uh, uh, 748. 748 was it? I was trying to think of another They're building a house. I'm sorry? They're building a house. Uh, well, this was construction right in oh, the. Oh, last night. They're putting gas on. You know what it was about? I said they're putting a gas on then. It was major construction. They had uh, major police presence. And, uh, well, I'm sitting 
We were there, Chief. We had two officers there last night. Yeah, I just didn't know about it. And, and you're saying that the project the gentleman's speaking about is a single family home? It was a single family home just north of the beach walk when they were on the gas pump last night. Okay. I can only tell you that the, uh, the, the hearing in front of the judge was postponed till October 6th or 8th, uh, 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 but it's the first week in October. Um, the Mad Hatter continues, the, the owners continue to wait for the Economic Development Administration to grant them some relief. Um, and the EDA uh, has not given them a thumbs up or a thumbs down at this point. Um, as you know, we went out for a request for proposals for a reuse of that building. Uh, once the mayor gets back, we're going to determine uh, how we're going to move forward with the interviews on those uh, four proposals and we'll see where the two lines intersect between uh, the court case and uh, the, the, the abandoned property statute that we have been uh, trying to enforce. Um, the, the third was the, the, the Denholz project in downtown. Um, I know that they sought relief from CAFR for some additional conditions. They're still in front of uh, uh, coastal area review um, and um, once they get that approval they'll begin they suspect it's going to be fall uh, when they will start the demolition of the existing properties and the beginning of the bulkhead project um, and I'll ask uh, Chief uh, Friedman to speak to the latest Center Street you, we, we, we yeah, last, that. Year, uh, <clears throat> last year GOT came out and they fixed the timing on the light the intersection that we talked about, that was major construction. I walked out there with Councilman Keeler and Booker, and the sidewalk we talked they didn't have to move telephone poles and power lines. It wasn't an easy fix, if I remember, Jack, we walked out there. Yeah, so we got the lot the time we fixed on the light. Other than that, for the construction of a new sidewalk and redoing the whole intersection, that was. So you, so you have to walk from the, from the uh, uh, west side to the east side Correct. crossover center to exactly. the municipal building. Yep. The timing, definitely if you push that time button, time. you have time. Yeah. If you don't push the button, you better be quick. So right, but, but, but uh, okay, but, but the concern again, and I know Chief is familiar with it, so when you're walking from 7-Eleven over to the west, to the exit, to the ocean side, to Donovan, when you get to that crossover there, you have to actually go against traffic because people are coming from the parking lot of Donovan and making the green light. So you're actually like sort of it up. Like if you know and when you have kids and carrying these stuff and there's, there's a lot of concerns there at that at that light and that point. I'm just wondering if there's a way, is there an easement? Does Donovan own that property with the rocks there that, that go right through the sidewalk, right up to the entrance of the parking lot to Donovan? Could there be a sidewalk up there that could extend from west to east? The only concern is that with dead end, right? There's a there's a curve in that piece of land, and there's a big tree there, so the sidewalk wouldn't be continuous to get you back to the parking lot. It would only get you partial way. The safe way right now is to cross over and walk by the recreation center. Right, but the problem is when you're crossing over to the recreation center from 
you know, south to north, there, there's oncoming traffic, you know, towards you. You can't, and you can't stand there because there's no room. In other words, you put a bottle in. But anyway, that, that, that's something you should look into. Just a last concern, I, I, and thank you for bringing up those, those answers. Just a last a question. In downtown Seabright, is it, are you allowed to park cars on the sidewalk? In other words, if you have a, a, a drive-in, let's say a parking area next to your house, are you allowed to block the sidewalk with your car so people can walk on either side of the street on the sidewalk? Actually, not no. The chief says no. No. Okay. Because I noticed that a lot of streets there is parking where cars are blocking the sidewalk where you can't walk. You have to go into the street to actually get around the car. You should call us if you see that problem. You should need to call the police if you see someone blocking the sidewalk with your car. Yes, I, I've seen that also, but that's the response. If you give the police a call, they can send someone right down there. Because that does happen. No, it does. It does happen. It interferes with you walking down the sidewalk. You have to actually go around the car and go into the street. Okay. Thank you. Right, I think that's it. You've answered all our points. I appreciate it. Thank you for your comments. Anyone else with comments? Okay, we'll move on to the discussion items. Joe, if you want to. Sure, sure. Out. I'll go through some of the capital. The road program is uh, underway and will be. Uh, and then we're, we're able to uh, proceed with the, this year's project. Yeah, we'll be probably in about two or three weeks from the application. And you think it'll be done by the end of November? How uh, free work will be. I'm not sure about the date. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about some of these other things. We're in the middle of the bulkhead analysis. Uh, Councilman Bieber's been heading that up. Uh, we've met with the uh, uh, state regarding any grant opportunities. Uh, we have a follow-up meeting next week um, uh, re regarding that. Uh, the, uh, uh, we've closed out the, the project uh, punch list items for the municipal complex. That has been completed. Uh, now there's some remaining money uh, in, the, in, in the ordinance to do some of the things that were not done on the municipal complex, uh, i.e. The, the snow guards and, and things of that nature. Um, and I know last month uh, uh, Councilman Lamia and, and Keeler and others brought up a, a punch list to keep, to keep us abreast of this. And I guess they, they were, John, you were waiting for any Concerns, criticisms, uh, additions? Yeah, I, I shared it with Jack and Sam, and we, we were consistent. These things need attention. What, you know, the list is too large, um, but we should pick off some. And Jack and I talked about several roads. The, the storm sewer issue, we've had flooding in the last two weeks. Um, you know, these storms are not going away we should figure out how to solve them. So there's one in the 200 block, there's one in the 400 block, there's one at the foot of the bridge up by Gators that doesn't drain, it just doesn't drain. So I don't know whether they need to be blown out or is the water coming from the river, but I know we have the issue with the, the uh, easement. We, we should figure out a you know, solution to the problem. We, we had a, a back and forth yesterday or the day before with the property owner showing us that um, 
that the pipe going to the river is now separated. Um, I sent that over to Senator O'Scanlan asking for you know a little a little push with the DOT. Uh, Greg responded to the resident. I saw his response. Uh, basically, the DOT on that particular one, I guess, is reluctant to do two things. One, extend the pipe into the river. Uh, they want to they want to kind of end it where it broke now. Right. Uh, and that's causing a washout in their little beach area. Uh, but we proposed it go out into the river because that's what causes it to clog up all that sand on a, an incoming. Uh, it, it's, it happened three months ago or whatever. <clears throat> they finally came out. Um, and they were reluctant to uh, put that uh, second manhole in that, that kind of aligned the, the proposed pipe on the property line. So neither property owner was uh, seriously impacted. So yesterday or the day before I forwarded to, to the senator and asked him if he could give us some help uh, and a push. And I guess, Greg, you're the one in touch with the DOT. Um, I'll reach out to them. Send them that picture, and if you would. Um, I know that Dave Barley had a, had a commitment from uh, uh, the DOT to come and do all of their catch basins on Ocean Avenue, uh, back them out and, and clean them. Um, I haven't seen them. Well, they said after Labor Day. So they did say after Labor Day, and they said by the end of October they would have them done. So we're going to get those at least hopefully taken care of. The, the new supervisor seems to be responsive with DOT. As it relates to ours, uh, we, we are still, we're done the backflow preventers in the downtown area. They seem to be working. Um, I, we're going to have a couple of high tides this weekend that's going to really uh, push them, I think, with this storm and uh, keep a lot of water in the river, so we'll see. Yeah. The point is that we're concerned was it was rainwater that couldn't find its way. So then they're, they're clogged. Joe, let me just ask a question. So you mentioned before that we have a comprehensive approach to what we're doing to the downtown area. But in North Beach and South Beach, if we have a high tide and we have functioning check valves and they're closed and you get heavy rain, the water's got nowhere to go Correct. So even even if it's not clogged, if you have a high tide and a heavy rain, you could have flooding that has to wait for the tide to go out and check out over. Yes, sir. Okay. No doubt about it. You're going to have a flooded street. And and our pumps really don't operate against the tide either. They they wait until the tide's down and the float says it's time to push it out. It just gets rid of it faster. But it does not pump against the, the, the river. In this last heavy rainstorm tonight, I went out. And there were major floods all over the area. And then I waited about a half hour and went back out. And there were four locations in North Beach where there still was water blocking at least one of the lanes. So uh, I knew those locations. We can check them and see. One's up at North Point, right? John was saying right at the foot of the Highlands Bridge, and the, the northbound lane was unpassable, and that's again a half hour after the rain stopped. But well, that one thing in, in July and August where, you know, they're free, but once we get into the yeah. winter, we could have an ice cream in the months. If what Jack just described happened during low tide, something's blocking. Absolutely. So that we're hopeful the DOT will come in with their back truck. If not, we'd have to hire one and, and clean them out. 
we typically do the downtown areas. Uh, you know, we always used to use the prisoners. They're not as readily available anymore oh. after COVID. Oh, is that right? COVID, they stopped. They released them all. Yeah. And now it's uh, sparingly. I'll get the four addresses. And Jack, you went over a couple other punch list items that I could address if you yes. if you have them. Yeah. Well, one of them was again working with John, the uh, the soffits outside of uh, the borough offices where uh, we've had uh, sheet metal hanging. From, uh, yeah, sheet metal and there's actually videotaped the birds. birds. We have a lot of birds. <laughs> That's for sure. We have a uh, we have someone that's supposed to come in and do that. We've been waiting. What's this? Uh, I don't know if it's the rental of a lift to get them out there or what the deal is. Because we've kind of committed to a, a, a right. roofer to come in and fix that, and we've been waiting months. Yeah. For him. Um, I'll reach out. To him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, let's get some other roof. I'll call a couple other people and we'll just or, get them in for for put them on the ladder. <laughs> Chris will have an aviary in her office pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. That's good. We can charge. We should have had like a hawk work. stand or something. The other ones. Uh, <coughs> yeah. Right. Steel birds. Yeah. We we've. I put an the other day, Wayne uh, has uh, uh, paid all the outstanding bills from that building. We have some dollars left to do that. And that's, so that's We've been waiting on that, so we can do that. the The problem is, is that the one roof, um, the roof in question that, that it fell off of, is it doesn't lend itself to putting those. So the sides will work really fine and everything, but when we lost the glass out there, it came off of that other structure that, uh, from up where the police storage area is. So. We'll try to find a remedy for that. That broke the glass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the glass shouldn't have broke, I don't think, with snow, but it did. Yeah. And the final thing, uh, bump outs. Yeah, actually, so I just texted somebody in Fairhaven, there's 10,000 square feet of turf available for 500 bucks. That's massive. Um, I, you know, I gave you some pricing on what turf and we'd have to do some prep work on that yeah. the, the, what we've seen anyway has to be some sort of porous or, or yeah. stone base there um, and we'd have to uh, you know we've said let's try the couple different items we have we we're going to try turf we have some pavers left over from the streetscape project. We were going to try to put, put them in one of them to see how that looks or reacts. But mulch doesn't work and rocks are bad. Uh, the mulch just, when it floods, it's all over. And the rocks just are a maintenance nightmare. Really, there, there's no easy way to do anything there with the rocks. Well, on the one turf, you know, for all of my I have a good quote and she really worked with us to deliver the stuff to Cranberry, right? Which would make it cheap because some of it was more expensive to ship from where it comes from. Um, so it would be, I think it was about 800 bucks and then the, the other 
I'll look into this one here and see if this guy, you know, if that turf is available, it's local. It's more than we need it. We could do all of the areas as opposed to just saying, well, just have it built. That's not the borough of Fairhaven, that's a product uh, it, it's one of their facilities, looks like a football or a oh. oh, yeah, they just redid all of the Fairhaven fields. Something Was it the, 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 the borough of Fairhaven? I mean, I'll call uh, no, Teresa Cassegrain's or administrator? The school. Uh, the guy's name is Stephen Lowry, and it is artificial turf, so I'll go over and take a look at it today and see. I mean, at 10,000 square feet, we need about 2,000. Um, I'm sure we can find in the 10,000 enough to, you know, cut it up. And I have all the dimensions and all that stuff. It's like a 100 by 100 piece of uh, turf. Yeah. It, it, it looks like a, either a soccer field or a court. They just redid all their sports fields at the high school. And it's local. Okay. You can live that way well. Nope. Um, actually, uh, Rob Long contacted Sam and I about gold voice. And uh, what he said is he's, his concern is in the winter when we pull in the pails off the beach. There's no place to deposit. He's wondering could we somehow accommodate or is there a problem leaving the pails out there? Um, is it a problem for public works too? Grab the pails, or he would organize a volunteer committee. You know, trash cans. Yeah. Yeah. So the ones at the uh, at each of the access points, not the public access, right? We have them at the village and all along. They come in the winter, and so then there's no place to leave that stuff. I guess or, or it was just tides and things uh, tend to, you know, during storms they tend to go away. I mean. If if we don't mind leaving them out, we, uh, I suspect we can leave them out. We can leave them out the access on them, so that's possible. I think that's understood. I don't know if the cans that are on those posts, are they really effective? Yeah, they, yeah we have those in our area. So maybe we would do some more of them at the other uh, points. Uh, we'll get with him and find out where he's looking for. Um, he said he's brought this up in the past. But yeah, it is an issue. With, um, we, we don't want it left on the beach. Right, absolutely. But uh, as, as Rob said, we could probably leave them at, the, at all the access points, like up towards the where you're coming off the beach. The ones in the middle of the beach have to be. Yeah. yeah. We have to a different idea, right? I mean, it is. Well, I'll get with him. I wanted to make it sure of the record that and that we would talk more. We'll come up with an idea and then we'll get with him. Mm -hmm. Anything else, Chuck? No, sir. And public safety update? Chief? Uh, Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right, I'm going to start off real fast with um, Normal August stats, 688 calls for service. We had everything from disorderly convicts to domestics, stolen cars, mental, emotional, suicidal harassments, you name it, fights, everything was there in the month of August. 
for our arrests. For our summonses, we get a total amount of summonses. 974. That's a lot of tickets. Is that August 1. That is a monster amount of summonses. Um, parking was 914 alone. 60 of them were moving. Pay to park 617. Permit 150. 15 to 30 was 66 tickets. Business parking only three, which was good. No parking on the side of the street was four of them within the lines one, tollway zones 18, and municipal parking regulations was 55. That was the two of the 123. So that, I, I'm thinking, we probably get a record all time for tickets this year, just for the summer alone. We've never had this amount, and a lot of it was our class ones who killed it, and having that 12th officer to do other things just made a gigantic difference. So I'm not going to have the total numbers. Um, all the tickets for probably another month or two. They'll got to keep coming in. I don't even have the numbers for the fines for the court because we saw a couple of big court dates coming up where she's going to assess the fines. So I know it's going to be more than last year. It's got to be more than last year. Chief, two quick things. One, at the last meeting I reported that the court collections were up 76 percent. Yes. The last year. Yeah. Very good. Any uh, summonses in August for? I think four for smoking again. Or that's all we had. We had it wasn't a big thing. We we're not having complaints. We had alcohol things on each you guys know. We had our side by side people out there every single day and every single weekend, especially on the weekends. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, no complaints from Don. So everything worked out. We did have our one normal person who complains about the smoke, and we'll talk about him at executive session. Yep. Anybody any questions about that? Well, I would just based on your numbers, the additional hire paid for itself. Based on the additional hire made a world of difference for us just to free up that thing and it just it worked for us and again thank you again because we saw the difference right away. So that. maybe when you report on total numbers, if we can just do the number with it and we take the salary out of that number so we think of what the pure revenue is that we yeah. take it. Okay, we'll give you that. Yeah. But I won't give you a number until the end of the No, yeah, yeah, when you're ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Chief. Um, uh, sorry. That's okay. <coughs> It'll come back. Other thing. Wait, Jeff. Um, where are they going? They're going to the Seabrook Service Center or Johnny Hughes, and we probably would have had more towways, but sometimes the tow truck just can't get to Seabrook. They're not coming out. They'll, it, they'll take an hour to get here, tow one car an hour to get back, so they're just, they just can't make it from any direction. Well, do you know if they were residents or they visitors? Uh, I don't know. Most likely they're visitors. I don't think they were residents. Yeah, my own concern is sometimes people have no way of getting where they uh, She's 22 years old. She just graduated from Villanova. 
with a criminal justice degree and she'd like to work at a local police department or law enforcement. She's kind of a no-brainer, we did the interviews. We like her, so um, that's what I'm coming to you today. We're gonna start training her. We wanna put her on for Tuesday night to be appointed and get her going if you wanna meet her, but she's everything that we wanted and she's smart. And just learning the computer system, the redaction of the videotapes, the discovery with the lawyers, everything in the records, evidence, we think she's going to be a good fit. Okay, so two quick things. One is part-time? Part-time, yes. Okay. Three days a week, 30 hours a week. That was it. Okay, and the, and the position requires certain credentials because of the information you looked at, and we will help her get those credentials. Oh, absolutely. She actually uh, went to a class with us at the prosecutor's office yesterday uh, for an Oprah class. Just a full day on Oprah and public records after her, which she produced. So we're going to get her definitely rolling. She's what we like, and she just was a fit. Okay, so it sounds to me, um, you, you made a request to the mayor and council to add two additional officers with the departure of the other one, and to add a part-time to handle paperwork for free of officers, but with Grace's uh, addition, you've finished out the change that you were looking for. We are in good shape. Okay, good. But Jeff did say we go for 13. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, a couple other things I want to bring up. Um, Jim did the E by coordinates. I'll let him talk about it. I think it's a minute. Just it's it's pretty basic, but it's, it's there. It's everything we wanted. And you have to you have to look over it. It's important. You have to do you have to assess fines and whatever. You have to rewrite to make sure it's good for all that kind of stuff. But we'll show you the whole thing. Right. So Jim did, did the E by coordinates. I'll talk about it for a second. Um, up in North Beach, there are some new residents who decided to make the public streets of the pickle wall courts. Mm -hmm. The pickle wall courts are coming down because some of the residents are like, how can they make our street to a pickle wall court? Not that anybody drives there. So this week, the pickle wall courts yeah. are coming down. Uh, they are. They, it, it's, it was kind of really interesting. You can give them Candace's email so they can reserve spots inside the rec center. Yeah. Um, Two weeks ago, John Arias signed up for a drone course through FEMA, which he got approved to go to. He was out in Arizona for a couple days for a drone course. We are looking for a new drone. Um, everybody in the town has actually used the drone, whether for the road department, for everybody has taken pictures of bulkheads, parking lots, the beaches, you name it, we use it. I, I think everyone else has used it more than the police, the fire. So I'm going to look for a price for a new drone. I was hoping to possibly get the money through police budget, OEM, maybe a little bit fire and light guards, maybe about 10, 12, but I'll look at it first and see if everybody can handle it because I know everybody, especially you, Jack, loves the drone pictures. What's, 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 the, uh, what's the price? The price is about 12, which is one of the, on the cheaper end. So I'm going to talk to Don. Um, I'll talk to Ryan Murphy through OEM, but if it's something I can afford to do something Do they write parking tickets and deliver them? <laughs> yeah, this one probably could have better. Then go for it. <laughs> I just gave John an article on the, the, the use of those that I read in uh, one of the publications about how they're using it on the beaches now. Yeah. Where they deploy a, a, a life preserver, and they're out there a lot faster than you know, a, a lifeguard can be, but you have to have you have to have a pilot's license to use them. John has the FAA license. John got the FAA license. He's been to a couple schools, so it's something I'm looking to, and I'll get some numbers for you. 
So many people here staying at night and being responsive is because they keep them busy. Yes. Uh, there is a trade-off on that, you know, wear and tear on the machines, uh, you know, the the equipment and things of that nature. But uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's not a secret. But uh, there's a he has a valid reason that he likes to do that, so that these guys, and girls, stay here and uh, you know the. the not just sleeping here, you know, they're, they're doing stuff and that's what they want to do. So there's that trade-off. They had this, you know, I want to say it. Um, actually, to sidetrack real quick, uh, Mr. Baskin had his uh, day with the DCA yesterday. Um, justifying the, was it the DCA? Pretty sure it was the DCA. Um, the capital. Justifying the capital. And uh, they reached out subsequent to that. I guess part of his justification was for the turnout here, why we need it, and uh, so they reached out yesterday afternoon to DCA proper about uh, discussing why our volunteer program is so successful. So I had to uh, go up to Trenton next week to keep telling about that. Um, anyway, I never. Um, but one one stat that we started tracking this year, which I was pretty pretty cool, number was the amount of tours 
gig, and um, what we what we logged was 350 tours. That was from 15 May through uh, 4 September. What does that mean? People into the firehouse. People into the fire. Okay. I, I would think that, that that number is probably a little higher because again, it was just a tally sheet. I have the tally sheet. Maybe won't see it. Um, is it just family? Families. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just contributed by the, the location of the building. Mm -hmm. So um, it's pretty cool because we knew we did a lot. Uh, we just didn't know what that number was. So we started around, like I said, 15 May, uh, reporting that number. And that was not working Can you just um, say again who specifically is calling you Trenton? The DCA. DCA, right? Yeah. Okay, I got that. Yeah. So I got that email. I'm like, uh, over the last night I just had a reply to me. So I set that up see what they said. So. Um, two points. Uh, last Wednesday we hosted an open enrollment flood awareness drill taught by uh, Rivera. Um, we had 120 people from across the state here that, that attended it. Um, and it was just, it was basically um, flood rescue awareness, what to do, what not to do. Um, it seemed pretty successful as a three-hour quest. Uh, like I said, we had people from across the state that came here for held it in the base downstairs. Um, he's getting a lot of outreach now where he's going to start going to these individual firehouses in the area to, to deliver that, that project. They're requesting who comes. Yep. Yeah. And at the end of the week, or I'm sorry, at the end of the month, actually technically October 1st, I think we're doing it, is we're doing an eight hour flood drill here with the, uh, the highway water trucks, the boats, that's the end of the month. Well, thank you for your services. Uh,
Um, point of reference too, I, I wrote the number down before I came over here so I figured it would come up. Um, 1 May to September 4, 46 calls the same. I know that's, that's firing anyways. So that, that's the entire summer is 46 calls. Can you, um, do you mind just giving me an update when you get back from Trenton? And how that yeah, yeah, I'm gonna reply to email when I sit down. Because I want to get more exposure on that, you know. So. I can forward you. I'll forward you right now with the original. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. And pass that on to Anthony. And, I mean Charlie rather. Yeah, let's see. I'll see Charlie. Uh, one thing from uh, EMS that they have now. The Lucas chest compressor has been <coughs> and they're going to uh, set up a uh, training program so that they can officially put it in service. And that'll be a, a major addition for, uh, I mean, if you recall, we went over this, the Lucas can be used as the person with a heart problem, a breathing problem, is being taken to the hospital. This machine can be working in the ambulance, so the uh, chances of a full recovery are much greater. So, that, uh, and the stretcher is at least another month out. Joe Graham, this is the janitorial services contract. Yeah, so I'll ask Rob to explain his graph that he, he brought out. Uh, but, uh, we parted ways with our, our, our contractor that we were using over the summer. And uh, um, I asked Dave and, and Rob to go back to the other bidders who bid during the course of the, you know, when we were awarding it uh, to get some quotes for them to revise their quotes because we couldn't re award a bid. I was just trying to get us through the end of the year so we could go out to bid in October or November and then have a, a new contractor start in January. But the costs have escalated quite a bit. Um, I, I, I suspect that's why we had a low bidder uh, in, in the first place. Uh, it was one person that was here seven days a week and handled this building, the municipal building, uh, the, the, the old borough hall, and the bathrooms at Anchorage. It's a heavy lift for one person. Uh, and that's why I think we weren't getting what we actually wanted to get out of the person. So Rob, um, we knew this year going in, and Mike did Mike Baskin did include additional proceeds, additional revenue in there, because we knew that you know for the first time, full blown everybody's up and running over over this year. We were gonna we were gonna have some additional costs. But Rob, why don't you explain your graph? Okay. Hey, Joe, just one question. What did the prior survey that we canceled cost us? That was forty. It's about forty-six thousand yeah, dollars a year. Forty-six or forty-seven. Forty-six thousand a year. For yes. for everything. Thank you. Seven days a week. What? They also bid a three-year contract and never increased their fee. Okay, so that one's done. Yeah. Yeah, that one's done. Um, I have all the breakdowns and full specs. I printed them out, there's one copy, but I can email them to anybody who wants anything. There's certain companies that 
straight up told us they can't provide manpower for either the attendance downstairs or the Anchorage bathrooms. Uh, so we, I threw them in there. If it's blank, it means that they didn't submit anything for that. I tried to make it as easy as possible because you're going through those specs and all the numbers are kind of everywhere. So most of them put it in per month or per week because we told them it would be on a monthly basis until the end of the year and then we would go back out to bid and then we can talk about a yearly or multi-year kind of contract with them. But that would be on their submissions and other than that, we met with them and took them all around. Like I said, I had to break down everything. Um, Eastern Janitorial, they work at Edgewater Beach Club right now. They have a crew down there. We reached out to them and they said that they absolutely love the people there. Shore Cleaning was somebody who just happened to stop by and asked if we needed janitorial services. And I said, sure, come on, we're going for a walk. So we took him around, he submitted everything. And then the other two companies came in, they walked around with myself, Dave, and Joe. And we kind of just took them through every building, told them what we wanted, and then they submitted these prices to us. So then from here, we're gonna narrow it down to somebody that we think is gonna be the best fit. Um, and then we're also talking about the attendance for next summer. So, Attendance were a hot topic with all the cleaning companies. Some said that they could do it, others said they don't have the manpower to provide for it. So we might have to talk to Don and through ourselves and talk about hiring through either our department or through the beach and then go from there. Attendant is to take care of others. these bathrooms down to the public restrooms outside. So it'll be a, a female and a male attendant yeah. to pretty much stay around the bathroom, keep everything stocked and cleaned throughout the whole day. Anchorage as well or no? What was that? Anchorage, part of that deal? Would yes. they do the Anchorage as yes. well? Yes, that's what I was looking at. Yeah. So they would be here and then they would leave, go down there, clean up down there since the bathrooms are a lot smaller and a lot less traffic at those bathrooms. Shouldn't take more than an hour to clean those, straighten them up, and then come back here for the busiest spot that we have. So if you have two primary categories, it's buildings and beach bathrooms. Pretty much. And your goal is to have all of them covered by one contract. Is it right to say that look, looking at this, the only one that did everything was access? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And others, in fact, said, I don't want to do those other things? There was one that said they cannot provide. I, I have to look into the details in there because I think it was the last one on this list that said that they can't provide them. Um, and then short cleaning crews said that they could do it. And so did the other ones. They said that they can provide for it, but it's going to be uh, a lot heavier cost okay. on us to have the attendance in. Rob, the thing we can't get out of this chart, unless I guess I get out of my calculator, is before we get into the details, if I just look at access as the only one that did everything, what do those numbers add up to on an annual basis for me? Uniformity on the, on the, on the, on the pricing to have us deal with Yeah, right. That's, okay. I can't, I can't even fathom. It's, it's, it comes out to just below $200,000 a year. If I went across the access line and covers everything. You're going to get to it, one. It would be about 200 k I would say closer to 175 in there, but that, that was what it came out to for five days a week, four hours a night, 
for these buildings, plus attendance, plus anchorage, the cleaning of the bathrooms in Old Girl. So not to belabor this, but that is the only one that quoted everything. Correct. And I would consider that the, the, uh, the gold service, so to speak. And that's the only one that we can add up all the numbers to do an accurate acquisition comparison. Mm -hmm. Your goal is to get others to be fully yeah. compliant with everything yes. we need, and then we can do a trade. I have emails out to them to okay. at least just tell us what it's going to be, even if you know they either can't do it or what it is. Just give us a number. That way we can provide better numbers for this. But this is a list of what I have available to me at the time. Got it. And Rob, one. On the bathrooms, it, it says five times a week for the, for the attendance. We need them here seven days, don't we? Yes, and access only bid for an hour and a half for the attendance per day. So that's not the that's not no. It's this time of year, of course. Yeah. Well, this time of year. The but next couple, this, this, this just for the bad, next couple months? They the list works out. Will be cheaper to hire some Should they well, hire the guy that was? Uh, we talked about <laughs> is it, it's going to be fresh and will be paid. Correct. Yeah. It'll be cheaper for us if we went through either our department through Don, sit down with him, go through a hiring process and hire two people under us that we can talk to on a daily Sounds basis. Like and get that's what they used to do. Right. That we had cover sure. all all these things or we're adding more to the service. No, they went, off, they went off the bid list that we put out the last time. No, I mean, this question is prior guy that we don't have anymore. Did he basically do everything that we wanted for $46,000 a year? Well, he tried. He tried. Yeah, he couldn't keep up with it. But Correct. He did his best. And yeah. that was a conversation that we had with the owner and regional manager of the company was to send help for this person because you could tell he was just over his head with everything and they didn't want to send any additional help and then there were obviously issues that we had and they had to be let go. Yeah. So you got a lot more work to do before we were able to Yes. And the concept of hiring full time people comes with a lot of tail. True. Oh, it does. We had them before, if you recall, uh, I don't know if you all recall, but when we had the trailers out here before this building was finished, we we always had our own attendance. A male and a, and a female attendant that were that did that. Um, we got away from that um, and, and went with a cleaning service because it it was just too much for them. But you're right. It's when you when you hire, especially people that you're going to need seven days a week, and and you don't have a, a strong bench. I mean, it falls a lot on public works then. Yeah. You know, to be the backup, call in sick, don't show up. Uh, whatever, it's, uh, it, it's not. What was public works doing? Um, attend, attendant work at the end of the year? Right now, we're... We're doing it all right yeah, now. Yeah, we're doing everything. To the best of their ability. Um, so you're going to build out two, as much as you can. Yes, as much board. information as I get in is going to go into this, and then I'll email it to And then, then for our consideration, you'll play that against potential hiring staff, so we can look yes. at the apples to our and then would we think any overage, like right now we're looking at an overage of like over $100,000, would that come from the beach revenue annual budget, you think? It'd be that's split where up. most of the demand is coming from. Yeah, it'd, it'd be split. You'd have a split there. Uh, you know, Don used to control the, 
attendants. That's what we talked about. Don used to handle the two, the, the male and female attendants for the bathrooms. Because all the complaints pretty much go to Don right now, and then he reaches out to us, we come over, take care of whatever situation is going on in the bathrooms, and then it's on to the next thing. I, 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 when, when, when do you anticipate, um, you know, uh, you're waiting for some things from, from some of the vendors, but to Erwin's point, what, what's, what's lacking here, and, and, and is it going to happen yet? Is uniformity in, 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 in so we can make an apples apples comparison with total costs, mm -hmm. what they're offering, et cetera? When, when do you think you might be able to? I'm hoping by the end of next week to have all the information. The, the companies have been very responsive to any questions that we've had after the fact, after they've left. So as long as I, I'll send an email and I'll call everybody today and then have them email me everything else that they need. And then I'll update everything and I can send it out to you guys. Good. Many of these companies work for other towns? Yes, they have a list. I think most of them submitted a list of references that we can talk to. Yeah, we just need a, a little more detail. So, as they as they said, Rob, the council said, as for just consistency purposes. Absolutely. And and we're going to have to talk. I mean, it was always five days a week in the municipal building. Yes. I don't. Do we need because our our cleaning spec is split up into. If you want option A is two days a week or three days a week, and then option B is five days. So we had most of the companies just give us both, and we'll go from there. But we're shooting for B, our option B, which was five days a week, five to 9 p.m. in the buildings over there so it doesn't conflict with everybody working in the office. Okay. They, will they split that uh, seasonal or summertime? Some of them have tried to split it seasonal, but it's it's hard to say. Most of the building cleaning stays consistent through that, and then the add-on of the attendance in the beach bathrooms, since we winterize Anchorage, uh, there's not gonna be anything going on down there. These stay open all year round, so. Now, just one of, if we, as we have been doing, bring in 40 jobs, are they going to be included in the work or that's it? No, that's something completely separate and a lot of people who come here do not want to go into the porta parties. But if that's your only option, that's what's going to happen. That's what we do at Anchorage. Correct. Yep. That becomes your responsibility then. We yeah. have a company that comes in, they clean everything, back everything out. That's not on, this vendor. That's it's, on the company. It's a separate vendor. Yeah, that's a separate vendor. Okay. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Um, just quickly on downtown sidewalk power washing, uh, over the past several years we do it once in the, in the spring before the season and then we do it once in the fall. Um, a lot of dialogue went back and forth uh, th this year. It's in the budget, um, but you know, it, we talked a little bit about maybe changing our operation to uh, increase maybe the application fee for sidewalk permits to to, to the uh, businesses, because that's where a lot of the dirt and grime is. Um, we talked about that, and then we, we said there's other places that don't get a sidewalk permit that are just as dirty. Mm -hmm. And why should 
those you know the sidewalk people pay for for everyone so for this year it's in the budget I, I think we need to decide whether we want to continue doing that um, or we want to place it on the property owners the business owners to do their side it's kind of difficult to to really enforce that and and you have some some businesses down there like uh, you know the art art people they don't have any uh, any people going in there with anything coffee or you know ice cream or any of that so how do we do it we've been doing it ourselves it's just been the cost of doing business we can continue to do that we can't do it ourselves as as well because we use a hot water system the, the vendor uses hot water system that tends to get the grease and other stuff off of the sidewalk unlike a our power washer that would just be plugged into the, you know, the, the spigot, uh, the faucet. Um, so uh, it's, uh, I ju Dave just gave me the prices for it. Did you see them there? It's right here. Oh, they are here? Good, thank you. So can I ask a couple questions? Yeah. Seven. Okay. So the way we do it right now is we do it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And it costs how much per time? 37,000. I mean, 3,700. 3,700, <laughs> okay. Um, and you mentioned the fact that some of the businesses pay a, a, a license to operate on the sidewalk. Well, they really don't pay. They just come in for a, a sidewalk permit. So there's no dollars attached to that? Yeah, there is. Is there what? No, we, it, we charge by the number of seats. Oh, number of seats, that's right. Okay, so is there a relationship in our mind between what is paid for that and what is used for the water cleaning? No. There's, no. there's no relationship between those two. No. I, I'll, give, I'll give you my opinion. One of our responsibilities is to try to maintain this town as beautiful as it can be, right? And $3,700 twice a year, that sounds like an extremely reasonable number to me. My question would be, should it be a midsummer summer clean and not let it go from the beginning of the year to the end of the year? And if what you're basically saying is the total cost to do it three times a year is about $10,000, we have so many people that come to this town, children, animals, people that come and visit and they walk through those streets. We want more people to come for our merchants. I would say, keep doing it. And if there's actually a way to make it, if, if it's your opinion that in the beginning of the year, the end of the year is sufficient, and in between it looks fine, then I back off on the third time. But when I walk around town, I hear from Alice and I hear from a lot of other people that the stuff is just all over the sidewalk and it's a problem, right? So my two cents on this, I, I would definitely continue doing it, and I would consider that if during the summer it's a problem, adding a third time. Thank you. So when do they start further to? I think it's center to uh, uh, the bridge. Yeah, yeah, the sidewalk. What was up in the uh, in the beautification program? And you said both sides of the street. It is. We do both sides of the street. I'm all for it, but I still want, I know they said they're a sweeper in town, but they left a lot of stuff behind. That, and they use water. We have plenty of water. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the problem with the, they just make nice straight lines of the dirt. Well, also the, the debris, we have so many rocks and stones in the roadway. Um, should have been cleaned up in March before the season, but they're still there because we didn't rearrange them. 
nice straight lines. Yep. Yeah. Can you can you um, uh, you know? It sounds like, and I'm in support of, of a third time as well. We're not talking about a, about a big number, and if it really makes a difference from public perception, then I think that we should we should look at that. So I'm not sure what we need to do to. to yeah. Really sit down with Public Works and see what they, if we're going to fund it, you know, is it worth doing it mid-summer, you know, 4th of July kind of cleaning? And this is an outsourced service. It is. And if we do it three times, I'm sure we can get a volume discount. Maybe. I thought that three doesn't seem that much. But I mean, again, the, look at the record numbers that we're pulling in from tickets, from parking, from beach. I mean, it's the people. Yeah. I think that, that um, uh, this other one that we can see our way too, but I just like to kind of see it really well on it. This is what it is, we can say yes or no. So. Could we do a little survey, maybe over the streets on the ocean side, sidewalks rather, don't require as frequent cleaning as the ones immediately in front of storefronts? Well, that, that's true. That, that That's true. That we, we could probably get away with uh, just two times a year on the the, the east side, I mean, there's just pedestrian traffic there, you know, and most of the debris there is uh, cigarettes and uh, it's not ice cream and uh, right. grease from the pizza. Peaches, yeah. 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 But if we could focus on certain specific areas, maybe we can go four times a year, but uh, rather than do the whole. I just it it's going to get up to a weekly cleaning. The good news is we'll get it done now, yeah. and then we'll uh, How? we'll do a budget budget presentation in the in the early the late winter or early spring, and uh, I'm sure we want it in that budget. Do th when when we say now, do we think like September October? Yeah, or like yeah, they'll come right out. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, they're not back, they're not backed up. Okay. Heather, did you want to mention what we talked about? Yeah, because that can dovetail nicely into this, right? So thinking is we get so much we're grateful for all of the business and traffic that we get in the summertime. And then come this time of year, it's amazing and everyone kind of has their sort of town back. And thinking if we time things accordingly, like if we were to do power washing on the sidewalks on you know, one Wednesday in September, then the following, that oncoming weekend, we could have something like paint the town clean, where people come out and they start reading their sidewalks, because what we're also seeing, we talked about this last time in council, um, Councilman Bieber, when you asked about um, any updates for the Airbnb ordinances, you're starting to see a lot of the owners of the Airbnbs, they don't really take care of their property. They're not coming in, they're not weeding, it's not their home, they're not treating it the same way. So after a whole season, you know, you're standing next to almost like a, a fence of who knows what sort of weeds you're staring at. So just thinking we can kind of get everyone out, we can galvanize, we can start weeding, and then it just starts to create this beautification sort of feeling around town where it could look just it's your town back. Your town's back. You know it gets a little bit hammered and, and uh, walked on in the summertime, but from September and October, it's really going to start looking nice until the hurricanes take it away. But, you know, we might have it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but it's just a nice, you know, community event, getting people together. You know, from an administration standpoint, we could come and we could plant flowers in front of the building where we want, or we could go and we could meet the rec center. And just <coughs> people out and working on the town together, I think, would be a nice 
statement. I think that's a great idea, and I think the year-round residents look forward to the September-October timeframe, and bringing the town back to us yep. as part of that message, I think that's a great idea. And we could time it if we wanted to time it with, you know, an open house for the firehouse. I don't know, when you when you do the open house, are you grilling too or doing something? No, we you're just, mostly just on the... Really? Yeah. You usually some burgers. Right? Like if you <laughs> just, I mean, just figuring out ways where you can get people doing one thing and then they walk over and they come over. Or we sweep the beach, we could also align it with Clean Ocean Action, which is 1021. 1021, so there's a beach sweep, sidewalk sweep, so you can kind of, you know, if anything needs to be painted on the streets, like we could all just come together and when it, you do everything at once, it has this greater impact. <coughs> so. Really a target for we go and then we can also, I mean, if we do do that on a weekend, then DPW would know come Monday there might be a lot more garbage, mm -hmm. you know, on the resident sidewalks. So just wanting to make sure that everyone's managing kind of right. manpower and knowing there might be a heavier load on a certain mm -hmm. day. So if we wanted to, we could pick a, a specific day or aim for that as a community sort of activity. I mean, it's based on the resident's desire to, you know, roll up their sleeves and get some garbage bags out, but. But the, the communication with the residents are going to be the big part of this. You can get it in everybody's hand or yeah. in everybody's uh, mobile yeah. somehow. That, that's going to be the key. Yeah. We so have check service. Um, and I, I know some towns have a posted sign up you know, for check service. Well, we have the Nixle. Yeah, the, the, right. That'll go out. We could just align on the date. And I don't know from a beautification standpoint if there's, if we also want to tie in and figure out do we want to plant anything? So maybe we just take a week. And talk, and then come back to date. Yeah, we we had met. Uh, Rob and I had talked about um, going around and seeing what needs to be pulled out, bought them red, and what needs to be trimmed, maybe orange. And, um, we haven't done it, but we we make that visit, and then we get an assessment of what do we need. Okay. And I, I do have a couple of volunteers that are willing to come. So as far as the trimming. We have a lot of stuff that could be removed before the fall um, because things start to grow again uh, right now. Right? So we think it would be in that October ish? I think, I think sort of towards that sweet. The ocean sweet. 21. Maybe the, the target mid October for cleanup sea bread. Okay. So give us some time right, to, to organize it. Yep. Because I think the biggest thing is the communication. We still don't really have a vehicle that reaches all, even though Nixon does a good job. Mm -hmm. um, and on that, I think we need to send something out about the street sweeper. It's not coming back, obviously. And there, if you have a need, you need to tell us, right? So I have one report from the North Beach where the construction sites are getting sloppy again. Well, Tom will take care of that if you give me the addresses of that. Yeah, I'll get that information to you. But we should send something out just so people know because we did have a sweeper and I thought that was the return off, but that was a separate sweeper. That was a separate sweeper because the uh, Highlands is still down. Did he just got working? He was in Tuesday, I believe. He's coming back today as long as everything still works. 
The other day was like a test because they just got back from the shop again. So no, we need to let people for the know. third time. Correct. Because it involves parking and everything. I didn't even know he was coming until I saw him in New York. So we do expect to return to normal at some point in street Hopefully. Hopefully. Is what you said is how it was done. Isn't street sweeping end in November? They're going to have to give us a credit. They, they weren't here to this. Uh, you know, I know Dave is talking to the superintendent over there that they're going to have to come up with some. Yeah. <laughs> or next year. Yeah. 1021. Yeah. It's a Saturday. Okay, so a quick update on this. Um, you'll remember that Tom Hagee expressed a concern that we didn't have anything in the town addressing the fire pits. Obviously, we have a concern because of the close proximity of a lot of our buildings in town. We discussed it at prior meetings. Both chiefs were involved in those conversations. Um, we have not had a lot of complaints about this, but it's something that we collectively felt would be worthwhile to put in place. A lot of towns do, in fact, have ordinance of ordinances on these. So what Tom did is he grabbed a sample that he thought would be most representative from Vendor City. Uh, he provided that to Rich. Rich went through it and provided an update, which I have here. Uh, I took a look at it and sort of real quickly the thought around this is not so much that we have a major issue and we have to do a lot of enforcement, but right now if there is a complaint, the police and fire department have nothing to point to to say this is the ordinance that covers fire pits. So we said we wanted to put something in place that covers that. So that's what this document does. I think it's pretty good. Um, basically what it defines is what a fire pit is, what it isn't. Uh, it's separation from other structures to make sure it's not putting other buildings at risk. It talks about hours of utilization. It talks about certain hazards it can introduce and how to avoid them. And it talks about the enforcement and what can be done by the police or fire department and first offense, second offense, third offense, potential fines, first offense is verbal, and then beyond that it comes with some financial potential penalties going forward. I'm comfortable with this. There's one thing I would like to consider adding to it. Rich and I were talking about it. Is the only complaints I've heard from people in town about this is excessive smoke. And the real question is, what's excessive and is that subjective and how do you actually define that? So putting that one aside, we can talk about that at a later time. Chris, I'd like to ask you if you could route this ordinance to the rest of the mayor and council, if you haven't already. Yeah. Have them take a look at it. And the subsequent workshop, I'll just ask you to come back with any comments, suggestions, recommendations, improvements. We don't want to make it complicated. We want to make it straightforward. But we want to make sure fire and police are in a position that if something happens or there are complaints, is to find how those are addressed. So if there's no questions on that, that's all I wanted to cover on that. Would that entail gas growth or fire pits? I, I, yes. Would it, it, it would define like what's a grill, what's a fire pit? It doesn't go into a lot of detail around that, right? And, and I know there's a lot of different variations. I was thinking about, you know, in Costco, you can buy a table that's got a propane tank in it. And it's got flames coming up with the glass. That's not what this is trying to talk about. Right, it's a smoke or Yeah. It, it, it's a true fire pit where you're burning logs and things like that. But I, what I do want to do is make sure that we don't make this so prescriptive that it's hard to tell what's in and what's out. So what I would suggest is when you look at it, if you have any questions about that, just put your, your thoughts down. 
We'll integrate all of those. We'll come back with an updated proposed draft. Rich will take another look at it. We'll have Tom Hagee take another look at it. And then we'll look to lock it down. Okay. Um, it was in the packet that I finally sent out yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but if you need another copy, just so everybody should have a copy of it. And if you wouldn't mind taking a look at it. One of the complaints that I've got. Uh, smoke. Yeah. Like said, yeah. Especially when you get the wind times here. It starts out very nice early in the day, and then the wind picks up and goes right in the windows and next to the motors. Yeah, I mean, one of, we were talking before, one of the issues is our short-term rentals. A lot of them typically have fire pits, and they advertise that as something that they have in the short-term rental as an attraction for people. And now you're talking about people who don't even own the house. Right, they may be less concerned about its implications on the neighbors. I'm here for three days, it should be seven, and I'll be gone tomorrow, and their view is different. So we've got to understand whether or not there's any implication on that from a short-term rental perspective. But I think this is a good framework. Um, I'd ask everybody to take a look at it, provide comments, or be prepared to provide comments in the lockdown. Thank you. Move on to number six. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I just, this is something that we talked about. <coughs> and well, I was, uh, I've been stopped a couple times by a couple of the conversions and been complaining about uh, in the alleys, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the, uh, the spaghetti <laughs> that is kind of back there as, as far as wiring and that sort of thing. Um, I just want to get an update from the administration as far as you know, where. Um, our enforcement efforts are there, and, and um, again, this, is, this has been a discussion for, for several years, um, on and off. So I'm, I'm wondering kind of where we're at. Uh, I know we've, we've got some, you know, whether it be wiring, and also on the list is, is you know, garbage that's, you know, tucked back there, and that sort of thing. It's a, you know, it's a fire trap, you know, so. Well, the, we're talking about just a couple, but you're, you're absolutely correct. Jack's been working on it for years, trying to, trying to figure it out. We've, uh, I've talked to some um, electrical people because I don't have the knowledge to, or none of us really on staff have the knowledge to go and say that's, that's AT&T, that's you know, uh, JCP&L. Although you know the pole position, you, you don't necessarily know the vendor. The highest one's always electric. Um, and uh, I, I've talked to a couple electrical contractors to see if they would be willing to come in and be our, our knowledge on an, an hourly basis. <clears throat> Haven't had much results. I told Jack today we might want to talk to Greg if there's an electrical engineer somewhere that could come in, knows the code, knows what's going on. Our, our right of way agreements all contain a provision that it, you, you're not supposed to abandon them in place, any wire. Um, Com I, I guess our primary uh, contractor for Seabright is Comcast. It's clear in their contract that if, if you lose a client, the wire's got to come off, and that doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, it do just doesn't happen. Um, I don't know where Fios is uh, in their goal to be in here in Seabright, but uh, uh, they're, they're another one. That, you know, they, they, you know, they aban Fios abandon all their. Their, their stuff in my town, and uh, they went with fiber. They didn't take anything down, they just added fiber. Uh, and I, I'm sure the contract over there said the same thing. So I don't really, I, I think if I had, we had a professional, someone that could come in and say, uh, Fios, Comcast, uh, JCP&L, and then 
we'll be able to give that information to, to, to our, our legal people. It's too, too close to a building. We have that in that one alley that you and I have looked at over the years. It looks like you could reach out a window and touch the electric there. And that really not supposed to happen, right? It's supposed to be so far above the top of the building. Yeah. three feet. Yeah. The, if you read on the internet, it talks about, so you shouldn't attend to it, right? Because you don't know what you're touching. But we know the electrical is the, the highest one. And they're pretty good at keeping that going because somebody's going to be out of lights, right? Uh, but there's plenty of places, uh, there's two in the North Beach where the loop is hanging down, you can almost reach up and grab whatever that small cable is. Um, if I, when I read all through other towns, it says, you don't want people touching it, it should be reported the way you do street lights to the police. Now, I don't know if that's the right way to do it, um, but certainly, you know, they're not gonna fix it, right? That's only a reporting mechanism. I, I have pictures of most of it, but where it's, you know, attention. Uh, we just need to know who to give it to. And, and maybe a contractor is the right guy. But they're, they're so obvious. I mean, there's ones that are just wrapped around the right. whole. Uh, I was in telecommunications for 40 years. The only guys that remove cable is the thieves. <laughs> you know, set up for scrap. Uh, nobody pulls out on this cable. It's a lot of labor intensive. Right? Yeah, they, they don't. Well, maybe, maybe you know, I, I, this could be a, a way forward, as you described, Joe, is to try to um, see if we can get someone, an engineer, or, or someone who knows what they're looking at to potentially do an assessment for us, um, and at least you know, tell us what we're looking at, so then we can deploy potentially legal resources to try to, you know, get that stuff cleaned up. Because the last thing we want to have. People talk about this pretty regularly. Is there to be a spark? Something happens, and, and, and then everybody's looking at us. Like, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you? We've been talking about it, but we haven't. We haven't been able to actually move it forward. So, um, you know, with, with the, the council's, uh, you know, permission, I, I, I think we should try to get an assessment on that. Well, Jack and I talked about it yesterday, and I said I'd let's talk to Greg today. There may be somebody out there. I know there's no problem with the constant JCP and lines and everything down below that. So I identified the difference between different cable companies. Could be the one recently can identify the cable company, which is a lot less degrees of the line of electric lines. Joe, let me ask you a question. So so I think we could figure out what's on the You can. John, John's a, a telecoms guy. I'm not trying to go on here myself. And I'm not I'm not suggesting that we are the experts at something like this. My question is to what end? If we hire an electrical engineer that's certified to this, that, and the other thing, and point to that rat's nest and says, that's all Comcast cable. Have we ever tried getting somebody to come out and actually take something out? Because if we hire an engineer and we find out what everything is and nobody comes and remove it, what we achieve? Well, I'm sorry, let me if I can jump in. I mean, the first step is once we get an inventory assessment, this is the problem, this is who's responsible. But, I mean, we first look at the contracts. I mean, certainly Comcast, we've always had contracts that they're, they're uh, you know, in the appendix to the code. And if they're violating this explicit contractual provision, which I know this round we are, because I know it's definitely in there, um, you know, we, we point out the contract provision, we can go after them. No, we haven't done that, that's what I'm asking. No. 
And are we prepared to do that? I think so. I, think I just want to think about the follow-through before we decide what pitch to throw. The, the problem we had is uh, when we called people out to look at it, Jack, if you remember, they said, that's not ours. That, that's that's not ours. It's hard to discern because if it's uh, copper, they all use the same kind of copper. Fiber is Verizon, so you, you know that's a smaller cable. There's all kinds of stuff out there, and I don't know how you would determine who's at the Well, that's what I mean. I can't determine. Telecom, you put a butt set on it and you bring it down and see, you know, where does it go? They're not going to do that. I, I think we have a good concept of how to, yeah. even if we said, okay, these are the 12 that need attention, who's going to do that? And I don't think, I, I'm thinking this is a one-day affair for somebody. In the whole town. Come look well, in the major problem areas. Downtown's the major who, problem. Who identifies the major problem areas? Well, where I get the complaints. I mean, if there's if there's a low one up north, I think that's an exception. Okay, I mean, I, I, I think that's fine. If we say, we know that there's eight to ten hotspots that we want to get a look at, and we get an engineer, a certified engineer, for one day to come look at that and say, my best assessment is that's Comcast cable. And that restless is there to clean up. If that's what we're saying we have to do in order to get to a position of following the legal route and say your contract says that you're going to clean everything up and our best guess is get somebody down here. Yeah, here's a picture. Here's a location. It's yeah. yours. It, it may or may not be successful. We hope that it is. But, but, but I, I, what, what we have done thus far collectively is, is is see, see an issue and, and wonder, well, I don't know what we're going to do about it, right? So we have to, we have to do something because it's our responsibility to do so. And it sounds like an inventory an assessment um, followed up by appropriate you know, legal communication is probably our, our, our best chance to get somebody to do something. I'm That's not thinking I want somebody here for, a, personally, a, my recommendation would be have somebody here for a week till we're proven successful. Let's go to the... Let's have them here for a day and let's go to the downtown area where we have most of our culprits and then see if it works. If it does, we can bring them in again and another uh, point to do that. Well, in the past, they've said it's not there. If, if all this about awareness, another way to approach it is to take it out, <laughs> they'll come and finish it. I think if we show them uh -huh. the presentation and uh, like the street lights, you know, where it is, block of the lot, or whatever, um, and gave it to each vendor and said, we believe this is you, and see their response. They, they do have a crew that that's all they do. I just don't know what's like street lights. There's probably a million street lights out across New Jersey right now. That's not their number one priority. Yeah, but John, you say the MO in telecom and this kind of stuff is to leave it there. Yep. Period. How do we force them to remove it? contract,
you know, Twitter. But once we get them identified, it's easier to say everybody else you should only have one line. But, but you see the stuff curled up, you know, just uh, hung on a hung on a pole. That they it's just down in that alleyway. There are a couple of locations where the wires and the electrical are too close to the building. I'm, I've seen it. In Jersey Central drives that, so I agree, but no follow through. That's why I think Rich may have the, uh, we may have to go through a legal, because uh, my experience, and I think John had the same, you get a lot of, yeah, okay, 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 yeah, and then sure. they disappear. And you're trying to chase him. Well, and at one point we could move that pole easily, and then the second yeah. meeting he can't move the pole. Can't do it at all. <laughs> Greg, is, is it fair to say we're talking electrical cable and phone? Yes. That's everything we got. There's nothing else. There might be some surveillance wires up there, additional ones from the police department, but I think we would know where those were. Yeah, I mean, they're a cable contractor, that's what they do. I mean, um, one of the things about the stand. Is a, is a code that says how much say the lawyer can have for it starts to degree. And that doesn't even bother anybody, right? Unless we tell false down. Well, they're just waiting for complaints. They're not going to be thoughtful. That's why I'm forcing the hand that maybe we get us. I'd be glad to assemble the inventory of what we have seen already. And that'll make it easier if we get someone and again. To start from there as, okay, we have 15 or whatever it is. <coughs> together on the danger of it and then send it out to all of the companies and say if we don't hear a response from you in a week to come and address we're going to take legal action like just well yes I mean, I'm sorry no, 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 no. I think it's a good idea because well, even if we hire an electrical engineer why don't they say that it's not a wire yeah but at least we have an expert saying it is your wire I mean that's not the point to instead of getting you know and then I'm, you know it's fine to do that um, we get the inventory, but sending out a blanket thing saying, here are all the problems. No, including the engineer report. Oh, including yeah. the engineer report. Yeah, okay, yeah. I thought that was good. Okay. Yeah, just to say, we're coming. Yeah. Like, we can do it voluntarily, or we can come, mm -hmm. you know, just to. Okay, so I'll, I'll put an inventory of what I know. To give to the guy to come over and yeah, expedite that. We'll get together and figure out how to proceed from there inventory and how what's the best approach. And then we'll look at how we contract for this and support that for the flyer. Good. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm the second one on the list here is Robinson downtown Bridge. You also see it, it, it was, but it's kind of a similar conversation. You know, like where when I talk about thing, but um, they're they're in the last you know few weeks I've gotten <clears throat> several complaints from people, merchants in the downtown people in the downtown complaining about the, not just the volume of trash, because it is what it is, but, 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 but the placement of it and, and, and where they're putting it. Um, some, some, you know, uh, we've got some, you know, a couple of spots in town that, that just generate a lot of garbage. And it is, what it is. it's hard to, to, to manage that, I'm sure, but I don't know what, 
um, options we have to 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 help whether it be enforcement on on with whatever we, we have as far as an ordinance on on picking up the trash and the placement, etc. Just so it's not a lot of times it's out it's out, you know, in the middle of the street, it, it's it's you know, touching the sidewalk in some places on the really busy, busy times. Now we're heading into the fall, hopefully we'll see some of that being to diminish. But <clears throat> it's something that you mean municipal they're yeah. waste. Yeah. Yeah. Are you talking so. about overflow of garbage pails or pails being put out by merchants? Um, well, both have, have, have been brought up, and, and, and it's been more. I mean, my, my, my gut feeling is this is, is this, what was in August is, is not going to be going forward just because of the volume. Yeah, I'm having a hard time understanding. Is it more frequent pickup by DPW of the garbage pails? No, no, it, it, it's, it, it's more from um, in Ocean Avenue with merchants um, and, and restaurant waste. Oh, okay. That's, the, that's what I, I've been asked about all the time. So, um, and I realize it's a challenge. It's a successful business. You're gonna generate trash, that's just what it is. Um, but I, I don't know if anyone else is hearing the same thing, but I, you know, folks have, have complained about the, the volume of- The number of, like the number that you've worked on, yeah. is that what it is? Well, that's part of it, uh, but some of the, some of the merchants some of the merchants get daily pickups. They pay they pay the vendor themselves. And I have one 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 uh, one of our merchants. He pays extra for the for the trash guys to go in the back and get it, bring it out and dump it, and then put it back. But there are a lot, as Jeff said, that the, it's just haphazard placement. Put them in a parking space or yeah, wherever they think is a suitable spot. It's just, you know, I'm not sure what, what our recourse is and whether or not it's a, it's, a, it's a major issue, but it's, we're talking about, you know, trash. I mean, if, if um, it, it's there and everybody knows it's there, and et cetera, but it, it, when it's in certain spots, in certain volume, you know, in the heat, it smells, et cetera. So it's just, you know, I guess it's a, it's a, it's a quality of life thing downtown folks have brought to my attention. I'm hoping as we go into the fall, we less of an issue. Because the, the complaints were coming, you know, in, in, in the in But the that, doesn't, that doesn't fix the issue. No, no, it doesn't. Um, it, so, it, so, Joe, we put a system in place that merchants that had excessive garbage were responsible for pickup beyond any number of pails that we had. To Correct. First question is: Is that working? I believe it is. Okay. So they're paying for it separately, which should have resulted in a reduction in the amount of garbage that we were picking up. That's all the news. The problem here is it's the policing and appropriate placement and timing of garbage pails by merchants that when they put it out at the wrong time or wrong place it's offensive to people in town. Right. Is that the issue we're talking about? Yeah, that, that's that's the, the, that is a good synopsis of what has been said to me. And um, you know, it's uh, my personal feeling as well. I mean there, there's I've it's something you kinda of overlook and kind of just move past, but some some folks have mentioned, is there anything you guys can do about that? And I'm not sure what that is, but, but, but it was something that was brought forward. Well, we have, a, we have a regulation on how early you can put out your garbage before the pickup. Correct. So if you put it out you know, too early, you can get fined for it. <coughs> if you put it out too late, you're going to miss the pickup. Have we had any fines in the last few weeks? I'd be very surprised if we did. I don't think we really, Jim, we don't really enforce that. that no, no fines are last week. No, that question. Yeah. yeah. So I guess having, having somebody explain this problem to you, do you have a solution? Well, 
and not, not one that immediately came to mind, because I, it's one of those things where it's just kind of difficult to kind of fix that, because, you know, it's, it's uh, we've got some things in place, I knew about our ordinance, we knew about the timing, stuff like that. Um, you know, I don't know that, that we really have a, uh, a strong solution, but the group that I made is that I, I, would, I would service it for discussion, and, and, and um, to see if there was anything that could be done to improve the situation. We maybe one of those things that that's just difficult to really. I, I think we have improved the situation by the the limiting of the the amount and by uh, uh, enforcing that, and I think that's worked. Yeah. Um, the the problem we did have were a couple of the businesses are closed on Monday, and uh, you know they put their trash out and nobody brings their trash cans in. So that that I think we solved some of those problems. Um, Early, uh, I don't know what's too early. I mean, residents leave in the afternoon, you know, and they want to put it out. We were never really tough on that aspect of it. If it went out at the right day, and it was brought in on the right day, if it's out there at three o'clock instead of five o'clock, we didn't really do, we don't really enforce that. I, I don't think, I mean, if you look at the three dimensions of this, one is who pays, you think we'll fix that. I do. Two is the volume. I don't think we can control the amount of volume that a successful business puts out. To me, the only other dimension you have is the time. How long it is sitting in a place you don't want it to be. And if we have a restaurant that's putting it out way too early and therefore people walking by have to see it for way too long, we have an ordinance that can be enforced on that. And maybe we don't right now. But I don't think we can say, Mr. Successful Business, you're putting on 12 cans with a limit to six. Well, the first thing is talking possible. to the businesses, don't you? Then to the ones and we approach them. I, I talked to the one business I'm speaking of, and he immediately said, fine. If, if I can pay him a few extra bucks to come in the back and take it and bring it out, he didn't have a problem with it. So I would say first step is talking to the, the businesses. We, we, uh, I, I know early on Dave was checking on it for us. I don't know that it got any, maybe a bit. But Dave, I know, went to uh, a couple. Dave went to uh, a couple businesses. They complied right away. I don't know if he went back. I mean, he's not. He's on vacation now. And I'll quiz him on that when he gets back. I mean, I think there's also just an overwhelming feeling of the town being dirty, right, in the summer, and we all know it's so many components going into that. I would also think, with the summer being ended, do we sit down and have a post mortem and say? Do we need more trash pickup during the week? Like, what do we need? Because I think the volume of the beach traffic is only going to maintain, right? We would hope going into next year. So, what you, you know, see is what you got. Right. So maybe do we need more? Like, where do we need to augment? Do we need a second round of garbage? Like, what do we need to do to keep this town clean, where people aren't saying, "Wow, this place is filthy." Like, that's <coughs> something. It's business compounded, some businesses who aren't operating in the right way, just general people who don't really have a care for our town, and then we could potentially fix it by bringing in, you know, more resources. Like, what, what is the problem? Yeah, and what are the solutions? Yeah, and again, this was a, a couple of folks that were doing, and maybe just that particular day is in August. I mean, the hottest. Right, <laughs> yeah. So, so it, uh, it, it, it was probably at its worst at that point when it was a, you know, a bad day or whatever, they just decided to say something. That doesn't mean it's just round and swell of, of, of irritation or anger about it, but it just happened to be. Uh, no, I'm, you know, I'm so, hearing. So. I'll ask the uh, public works and, and, and code to keep an eye on it over the next month. Let's re-emphasize taking a look at it. 
you know, we thought we solved it, but maybe it's, you know, creep comes back. Well, you solved one more. Yep. The other thing, to me, is directly related. They stack stuff in the alleyway. Well, in the alleyways are a problem. And so you don't see it out on the sidewalk, but you go in the back, and I mean stack. They break down the cardboard, you have stacks of cardboard, cooking oils, and uh, the alleyway back there, I, I think we have to touch in on what Heather was saying. It may have to be more frequent pickup, even if it's, you know, you say, you, not only can you not put this stuff out on the sidewalk, you can't stack it in the back there either. It's got to be out of here, period. Because there's just too much stuff accumulating. They're so busy, 24 hours they end up with. Oh, no, the, that's true. I mean, they, they, right after the pickup, they're starting to fill up again. I mean, it's successful, is what it is. Yeah, yeah I, I get it. You know, I mean, I, it's one of those things that becomes, you know, it's just a challenge. And, and, and even that is, okay, so what, what do they do about it? What, what can, everything's going to be easy and a snap, you know, fix. But, but um, it's one to be responsive to our residents. And, and even when the answer isn't really clear or, or, or what, you know, um, what, what we can, um, uh, can offer isn't a quick fix for you, even, you know, a super solid fix. Folks were heard, you know. Yeah, I think so. now is a good time, right, to go through and figure out how did summer go, what were some of the problems, so we plan for it going into next year. Like, next year it's kind of like, you know, if the fireman's fair comes around in the, in the beginning of May, like we know there's gonna be a ton of trash, you know, the next day, and so it starts to call in early hours, weekend hours, and needing people to be here to clean it up. Like, I think we need to just think about how the season went and what do we need to prepare for next year and what do we need more of. And we'll refocus uh, yeah, for the next month on evaluating if it was just a, a one-off one kind of thing, the heat of the summer thing, but I'll, I'll put it on the next workshop. What we have is community events. All right, so I'm gonna just go through a, a bunch of things that we have going on. So coming up this weekend on Sunday is the Historical Society celebration. Mm -hmm. So from three to six is the members, sponsors, and you know the, the borough kind of, um, and everyone should have gotten the invitation to come through and take a look at that. Um, we have press coming on both the 17th and the 24th. Um, so we'll see if we get some coverage on that coming out. But so the, the members is on the 17th and then the following weekend on the 24th is open to the public. And then they'll have their ongoing opening hours. If, I think it's like three times a week it'll be staffed and so they'll report on that. So that's coming through. So Chris Doxy, uh, Mark Lexstein, they've done a great job there. So. We, uh, Something we, was delivered yesterday that made Chris incredibly happy, so thank you. That's Public Works did it. Thank it, you. It was the plaque that was on the, uh, the school before it was demolished and when it was uh, dedicated, but it was, it was a slate engraved plaque and it was about an inch, it was over 400 pounds, I think. Is and it inside? We're just, we were, go we were gonna, somebody donated a, a grant. We, we moved it ourselves and we figured out a plan. He, he didn't have one, but. Oh, I thought Chris was going to get us. He helped us out with to, getting a plan together. Because I thought it would be in a million pieces. 
So it's coming together. So if everyone wants to go in and take a look, and I think they're going to be planning something around the Christmas time too, and they'll try to get some programs going through there. It's a nice addition to the town. Um, a lot of stories we have. Then um, we have <clears throat> the rec center or the ribbon cutting and kind of an opening house for the rec center. We pushed that back a week. We're looking for it to be 10, 14. Um, I'm wondering if we can have some help specifically from the DPW. So there are three lights in what I call the, the game room area, whatever we want to call that. There are three lights out up there. In the gym, there are like two panels that are missing. I don't know how we do. Two panels. Yeah. Oh. They're like. Okay. The, the lights, part of the problem with the lights to ignite the light, there's an arc that has to happen and when they're not used regularly, that gets bad. So if you flick the light a bunch of times, because we've changed battles. Okay, so you just like go up and down? <laughs> yeah, it, it generates that Chicken. spark. The kids will do that. No and problem. it gets corrosion on it. I, I definitely, you know, worked with Sean on that in the past. Um, and I did see two of them out uh, when the seniors came last week. But I got them to come on, right? But even the one in the back is rusty, right? It's, I think the condensation from the air conditioner gets to it. And it's rusted. I know Joey painted it last year. Yeah, so maybe we can do a, a walkthrough because I'm hoping to get support. So we're aiming for 1014, which is like four weeks away. We want to paint that room, the game room, to like a light, some kind of blue. Right now it's, it's got wallpaper, like a gray, drabby sort of feeling. So we want to get some paint to go over that. I'm told it's paint the wallpaper, paint the wallpaper just, just everything. Um, no, that isn't done. I mean, I, I scraped the uh, cables the other day because there was like some that glue. Yeah, I don't know why. And uh, I cleaned them up, but it, you know, it seemed to fine. But I think it'll it'll come together nicely. We did the team did a walkthrough yesterday. We've got the air hockey table in there. We ordered new air hockey kind of pucks. Um, we're looking for more donations. We need, we found a second TV. Is that the TV you donated? There's an LG TV. Yeah, in the back room. Yeah. yeah. So we want to mount both of those TVs on the wall. We want to get some gaming consoles, like Xboxes, um, and get maybe like six or seven like beanbag chairs to throw around because we need to still make sure the room works for the seniors. So we don't want like furniture that's like a couch, right, for the kids to sit down. So when you push the tables back, just throw some beanbag chairs in. I try to of... encourage them to come here as many times as I can, uh, but they feel like that I'm pushing them out of their room. You know, we don't want to push them out. We just want to make sure yeah. that the kids, it's the building that's supposed to be for the kids. So we want to make sure the kids feel like they can use it. Um, we got to figure out a way to, to, to monitor it, though, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't, I, I, I just, we need to, to figure out a way to monitor it, that people aren't wandering over from the various uh, well, establishments next door. Yeah, bad things can happen. Yeah. And, the, and the, I don't know who we did it, but the lock off that enters the gym from the foyer, it no longer latches. I don't know if we did that because we had open two things, but um, we really need to look at the locks. For a while, the, the door wasn't locked. I, I lubricated it and it seems to be working. But, but I think I, ideally we'd want to lock the pad that the police could 
unlock, you could unlock it from where you are, right? And so we know if it's open gym time for the kids after school from like four to six or something, it could be open. Yeah. I think we can consider investing in the building. It's come ways, right? And it'll be a slow start. We're not anticipating like crazy use. We know the majority of people who are gonna use it are gonna be pickleball people, so it's crazy. But, you know, just get some activity going on in there and just get it open and say, hey, this is a place for the kids and want the kids to say, hey, if you want something here, you know, we can roll it in. This rollout would be if we had your event and a lot of kids showed up, that would be good advertisement. Yeah, we need the admins platform up and running for that because that's going to be the piece that's going to be collecting data, collecting information, collecting families so we can be emailing people and letting them know. So I, I need to kind of get that up and going. But it would be great if we could have the room painted, TVs mounted, the ceiling in there is... The ceiling in the, in the carpet, we cleaned, Sean had oh. cleaned, but it's... Kids will the carpet, yeah. Heather, let's chip away. I think that building's come a long way. I think it's a great asset. I think the pickleball thing is good, and I think the youth center is good, and the stuff in there is great. The thing I worry about is unchaperoned problems. Yeah. And I what is our accountability for that? We provided a facility. Somebody gets hurt, something happens, drinking is in there, and there's no way we can control that. We're not going to have a chaperone. So if we thought about how we protect them and us. Well, I think we'd want a volunteer that would just be there. But even even so, there, there's a you know <clears throat> I think about all the kind of things that I mean great things that will it would happen there, um, and I think it's a great concept. I, I just wonder if there's another layer that we could somehow add to protect those using it, and, and also to protect the town from from. Well, the are there waivers we can just yeah. put on that we can have them for kids? Yeah. They're, well, or the parents, the parents. The parents who can have parents release their claims, but minors can't release their claims. No, right, the parents. We, we give it a whole list of minors' claims. Of all the things where we need a resource, right? We've got at the bathrooms, we've got at the rec center. And, you know, we need a holistic view of where do we need and how should it be staffed. Um, because it, it needs an attendant. I mean, if, if you make it open to the public, it's going to get abused. We don't need to put in that foot washer. How long before it's abused? But uh, a couple of people while we were building it said, "Oh, that won't last. Uh, it wasn't going to stop the good nature, right? Yeah. We're going to do it, and we're going to observe it. It's sort of a test, right? We'll see how it goes." Okay. We, I mean, we made it as vandal-proof as we could, but I mean, I, if, if somebody destroys that, nobody's hurt. What I'm worried about is if somebody, and, and I'm not, I'm not even worried about the liability, which we should be worried about. I'm worried about the kids, the implications for the town, you know, bad press if something happens, and the odds are none of this is gonna happen. But I just worry that if it's used and then ultimately on one particular evening abused, and we didn't think about that, it's bad for everybody. Yeah, so holistically, the other one that came up was the library. We didn't want to mention it. We have a problem with the staffing at the library that we can't have the well, we, 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 it just came to my attention that the salaries, the, the salary numbers are extremely high and we don't have enough money budgeted for salary and wages. Is that a new revelation? Uh, relatively new, yeah. How'd that happen? Um, I, I guess the library, uh, 
they wanted two people there because they didn't feel safe with just one person over there. Uh, they wanted they wanted two people in there, and uh, the payroll got carried away. So it was somebody, and I'm not faulting anybody. Somehow they got a thumbs up to do it. They did last year, and we didn't. Well, they they asked there. for it, I think. I mean, if we approved two people, we we should have been thinking about the costs. Well, I, I, I'm 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 thinking it was during the budget process, right. and and I, I think that that. Uh, um, I don't remember the specific conversation about an additional person, um, or even if, if there was a, a conversation about it, that, that it was something of alarm, either from yourself or from Mike, you know, what, 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 what the, the, the conversation was. Um, but what, what you're, just to make sure I'm hearing what you're saying, there, now we have an issue of payroll. It, 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 so there's a, there's a concern with... We're gonna have to transfer funds in there if it continues the way it is. Are they, so they're over what was budgeted? No, not yet. Uh, what, what but they're on pace to be running over. <laughs> Is there a way to consider lesser hours, but to staff or something? Well, we put in the alarm system for them a, a couple months ago, a panic button. I mean, I don't know if you can fix the problem here. Somebody's got to take a look at it and make a recommendation. I, 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 I well, guess. it was. I, I was told that the two people were approved before I came on. So, yeah, that may be true. I can, and, if and if they were approved and we didn't budget for it, shame on us. Right. And if we're overrunning the budget, yeah, we're we're approved, we got to go fix it. Right. So that, that, that's the idea. The budget was approved. So, so we need two people there, though. I think that's the, the, that's do, the threshold. Do, do you need two people? No. Do they feel like they need two people? Yes. So it becomes, how do you have that conversation? Yeah. You could less the hours. They don't need to be open nine to five every day. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. the, the problem, the prop, if we try to solve it here, we're going to get exactly wrong. Right. right? Let's have somebody lead it and recommend to well, us. Well, we'll call, you know, Heather, one of you with Jane. Jane. And, uh, and, and we'll, we'll try to get our arms yeah, around. Right. Yeah, if you can. Why, yes, I know. I want it. when you have that conversation, if you can let me know, it's good to sit in. That's right. I, I, there was probably just a disconnect between what was asked for, yeah. and we, we thought it was a good idea, and what ended up in the pay, in the budget. I just want to reiterate my feeling about the recs and the need supervision there, because mm -hmm. uh, complaints I've gotten from people about kids, a lot of them come from Rumson. They come over the bridge, to and they come down the side streets, and a lot. But the rec center is open, and it becomes a, <coughs> a nice setup. These kids are going to go over there, and, uh, and I just go into what's happening on some of these side streets. They they don't care. They don't from the area. They're just having a good time, etc. And you could have a serious problem in the rec center with uh, an accident, somebody being hurt, and you don't even know about it, or actual. You know, this may sound exaggerated, but you can have a little, little fist fights or something from mm -hmm. this group of kids and that group of kids. So I think supervision mm -hmm. is needed. Good point. Um, oh, the other piece on um, 1014, I don't know, um, Chad, did um, Don reach out to you to see if any of the guys from the firehouse would want to cook some food over there? What? 1014. 
It'll be from like one to four. What's going on? That's the open house and ribbon cutting. So we'll have a ribbon cutting of the rec center being open, a tour basically people can go through, look at the gym. Also think about renting it for parties, see the game room. Then we'll have a tent in the Mulheron lot where we'll have a couple of like little bouncy houses, maybe have some, hopefully some hot dogs and burgers just to grill. Just to, you know, have people just know it's here and it's, and it's open. Real time, One to four. And so we'll look to send out postcards to every single home. Um, Chief Freeman will look to do a Nixle when we get close, closer to yeah. that and also maybe have a link where people can sign up. So hopefully what they can do is they could sign up into the Edmonds platform before they come and kind of see what's available. So also those library activities, the yoga, the Tai Chi, anything that's happening in the center will be on the Edmonds platform. Lockers, um, beach badges, everything can be kind of bought in room reservations, everything can kind of be put through that platform. Then we also have the Library Fall Festival, which is coming up. That is 10-21. That'll be at Eventide. Um, our applications have been submitted to the Gaming Commission. So we've got paperwork kind of going through. Thank you so much for your team for helping <laughs> me with that. Have us be, um, we, have, we have plenty of time to get that in. We talked about the town, kind of paint the town clean, aligning with the Notion Action on 10-21. Halloween, trunk or treat. Um, Want to do Saturday? Do we have a day? 10, 28? Because I think Oceanport is doing the Sunday, 10, 29. We had talked about wanting to do a haunted house in the rec center. We just don't have enough bodies to kind of pull the trigger for this year. But um, So we want to definitely do that for next year. But one of the things we're thinking of is maybe doing a drive-in movie on Halloween night against the Mad Hatter and maybe doing Hocus Pocus, having a movie kind of play, so it could be just kind of a fun little town piece. So we're working on figuring out if we can make that happen, but we just don't have enough volunteers to staff and pull the trigger Do you think the, uh, the uh, drive-in movie thing is likely to be a go? I would hope so. We've been do talking we have, about it for a while. Would we have to, and do we have the right to paint that wall? The that section of the white? Can you use the parking lot? Don's talked to Sandy about it. Oh, okay, good. Um, do we have the right to paint the wall? I, I guess that's the only thing that looks nice on that building. Is that wall? wall? <laughs> <laughs> if you put gray up there, a movie wouldn't show. The Hatter did it before they went uh, into uh, their problems. Um, I'm trying to think of how we could do it. I, I, we could probably hang something. A sheet. <laughs> I got. I got a thirty-five foot pole. Thirty feet. You know, when they did it in in wall, they they got a couple containers. You know, the the, the containers, and they just stacked like three. Mm -hmm. And that that then they painted it, and it was really easy. You mean like a white truck container? Yeah. Uh, the ones you see on ships, three yeah. containers went on top, really? and they just painted the side, and that was the that I was the drive. Out if that's something you really want, <laughs> someone that owns New England Motor Freight. No, no. It's either a big sheet or white paint. Make it easy. If we're only doing one, <laughs> if we're only doing. Uh, it's going to start to get cold, so 
I mean, if we wanted to do, th those would be fun to do kind of in a September time period, but. Um, if you actually think that this movie thing is going yeah, to Yeah, I'm going to write Don. We're going to try and work. I, this thing's just slammed. We should so. figure out that we can do something. How many volunteers do you need for you? On a house? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Who can make a, this is not my strength doing great at the I think it's a great idea. I think okay. we need a much bigger wind-up. We do. We have between now and I think what would be cute if we have the businesses, if they wanted to kind of do it next year or bring them in and then, you know, just. Yes. I just thought of the ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to do that. So there's so many things we have. I mean, we're starting to like pull back on, but I think an ice cream here could be great for like January, time frame. Like exactly. And again, these are self-funded, right? Like, we're going to put money down to kind of start it up, but people coming in for rentals, and yeah, it'll pay for itself. Brian, last year, got the prices, or Sam, somebody got the prices yeah. on that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Awesome. Is this a cryogenically cooled ice cream? No, it's a plastic. Plastic. Ooh. Right. Water. It's plastic. Oh, it's plastic. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's no water involved. No water involved. No water. It's just a sheet. The Can you skate on AstroTurf? Of the hard plastic. <laughs> Can you poop on AstroTurf? Dogs that I'm worried about. Dogs love those corners, man. Um, okay, so that's Halloween. So we just don't have time. Haunted House would be amazing, but we don't have. Do it right. We'll do it right next. Do it right. Right. It'll be a super draw. Um, and then the farmer's market, um, we're doing great. Thank you again for letting us go on the <coughs> grab a lot. Everyone's very happy about that. So we're keeping that going. And again, once it gets to be a cold time of year, we'll move it into the, um, the rec center. And I think we're also going to look to do two to seven next year. So we're going to look to get the times later and later um, <coughs> to make sure more people can appreciate it. And then going into next year, um, I've got, I've sent numbers over to Denholtz. Don and I worked on numbers. They want to look at sponsoring music and movies on the beach next year. So it would be from after the week of 4th of July all the way through maybe the first week in September. You know, that's the nice time to have the movies on the beach. So that's kind of update on some of the events, just trying to get. And the car show. And the, yeah, well, the car show for sure. So the chief so talked about that. And they're going to be here recently. John, we're actually going to start calling stuff off late, late party night to throw the lots off. So I'm going to have today, tonight, and tomorrow. There's a lot of signs out there. Okay, let's update on events. Excellent. Next two, I could go quickly with uh, codification costs. Chris and I were talking about it. Just want to keep our eye on the ball. When, when we add a, uh, a ordinance or we modify an ordinance, it's just not that one thing that's modified. The code, the code publishers, they it changes sections, pages, and everything else, and the cost adds up. It's not just uh, oh well, let's add a, a one line in there. It sometimes could be yeah. It's also dollars. one of the reasons we kind of build up a, a group of them before we send them to be codified mm -hmm. because it it's expensive. The this one we just did is over $5,000. This is both modifications to existing as well as new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it changes a lot Page of things. Page numbers. That you think about. All the no 
sections change. They may have to reference it in another section. It's not a, a just a change of line in this uh, this ordinance. So yeah, the which one was five thousand dollars? Well, that had the one with the five G. It was about a twenty-five page ordinance, so it was a big one. There were other ones with it. There was, but um, just that's just a point of information that you know kind of opened my eyes too when Chris said, you know, what, what the cost was. I, Ordinances are expensive. Yeah, you have are. to advertise them. When so you do, do you want to have like two publishings a year? Or that's like kind of what we do now. Okay, right? We can send them to General Code and most people use the online code now anyway. Yeah. Under new laws, it'll list them, but then they won't be... In the know, codification. In, <laughs> yeah, they won't be codified until we tell them to. And uh, it's, it's, it's easier now than it was when you had the hard copies where they... Every well, they still send you. Well, hard we copies. have we have a certain amount of hard copies here, but you have to. You have to have a for someone to look at. I don't want to belabor. Just uh, wanted everybody to know that it, it costs a little more when we're doing these things. Uh, auction of vehicles and equipment no longer needed. We're putting together our inventory. Uh, we should be ready uh, to set an auction date. Well, we don't know what we're auctioning yet. Oh, I we have a we have a a, a good idea. Okay. We need the, the quads over in the yard, a description of that. Okay. So that she can she being Chris can publish it. Okay. Joe, is this consistent with what came out of the recommendations of the committee that looked at this? It is. Good. The number is absolutely. Good. Um and uh you know, we, we keep trying one in, one out, you know, and uh, and it could bump down to somebody else, and, but something goes out at the end of those, at the end of the system. Uh, we don't want to add to the system. I mean, if it's if it goes over to, to Beach and then Beach's truck goes out, that serves the purpose as well. If they get a better one and whatever. So yes is the answer. And Shrewsbury River Park? Yep, I'll do an update on Before I do that, Chief, you mentioned that Jim was going to talk about the electric bike draft ordinance. Yeah, he can do it real fast. Aside from that, because Jim wants to go through it real fast. He did the whole ordinance. Rich uh, is going to take a look at it. You guys all want to take a look at it. I think he wants to go over it. But also, we also want to add the fines where you think is a reasonable fine okay. for this ordinance. Just, just a question. So I know you built it on something, Jim, that existed already. Right. You're tailored it to see right now. What you have there, you'd be comfortable with for us to review. So much in the news about lithium batteries and in households and burning down houses. Is there anything that we're contemplated about lithium regulations around us? No, I didn't get into that. It was just to use the bikes. That's all I would think. That's all that wall had. I tailored that part of it to Seabright and I added in a section for the low speed vehicles because we've had problems with primarily Mount Beach residents bringing to Seabright. I didn't get into the batteries. That's something we can add out okay, and discuss. Yeah. But I mean, that's a tough one, right? Because it's private property. When people do want to drive the properties, their discretion. I guess the big thing would be storage of the batteries, correct? And, and where to charge them, where, where we could do that. I don't know where we could tell people to do it besides a garage. Not to belabor this, have we had any lithium battery fires in any houses, any structures? Within Seabird proper? Yeah. No. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Thank you. Uh, but just real quick, it's the um, it's Walls Ordinance that tailored to us. It's not really much to talk about. It just goes over use, where you can't use it, where you can use it. So if I can, if you want to take 
a glance at it really quick. I can email to everybody. It's a very rough draft, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Two questions. Sure. Is there a speed restriction? Yeah. There's a speed restriction on it. There's a uh, how much power the engine can put out. It's all spelled out in there. It defines what these vehicles are, where you can have them. Uh, for the e-bikes, pretty much, uh, we're limiting. It, it goes by the state statute. The state actually defines what it electronic <coughs> categories. And it tells you where you can have it, we can't have it. One place where we did allow them because the chief wanted it, and, uh, and I agree, keep you all pushing Avenue is on multi-use splash pad, as we call it, on North Beach. Um, and as far as the low speed vehicles go, it pretty much stands from sea break. There's really no way we can operate them. Where did you decide to do on splash pad? Allow the vehicles on there. Pedaling or an electric use? I just put it that they're allowed on there. Uh, we can put in there. If you want to restrict how they're used on, on, on the splash pad, that's a thing to easily add in. Mm -hmm. Like I said, this is a rough draft, so okay. I want everybody to kind of look at it, write down what you think should be added to it or taken out of it, and then we can kind of hone it in there. Okay, just kind of following the process that I like to do on ordinances, would you send it to Chris? Sure. The, the administration committee will look at it, they, they review ordinances, just to make a recommendation to the council. So they'll try and put it all in one place so you're not getting comments from seven to four people. Okay, sure. Okay. Sorry, Sorry, Jack. No, just on the use of the, on the splash pad, I'm concerned because there are now over 60 stairwells going up and over the school, and you get people walking up and down, carrying stuff, etc. baby carriages going by and on. Um, there has to be some speed restrictions because I, mean, I see these guys flying. Yes. And then when the splash pad ends, they're into Beach Club parking lots, and then they continue on to see by that one. So yeah, that's an issue that's beyond e-bikes, whether that splash pad terminates. But it's in there, and we can put in speedlings in different areas. It's not a problem, but it's in there. They define how fast these vehicles can go. So, yeah. and regarding the splash pad, we opted to leave to, to put that in there. There, that these e-bikes are allowed on there, just because of how hazardous Ocean Avenue is in North Beach. Very narrow. Uh, Shoulder and it's, it's hard enough with just the standard cycle traffic. I mean, these mm -hmm. kids, and you, you read through it, there's a part there about 14 year olds being able to operate on yeah. sidewalks, and it, it's pretty good ordinance. But we can add it in there, so I'll email to Chris, look at it, and then we can make changes. One good. thing we did add on there too was if you are you at back here enough, you'll see someone coming up the ramp onto the seawall. That would let you find stuff on the seawall. Yeah, the area is to be that was a no go. So, you know, like we talked about with the fire pit thing, one of the things that's good about ordinance is it puts you in a position that you have something you can point to from an enforcement perspective. But then if I take Joe's comment, be careful what your ordinance because it costs money to do it. Do you guys feel this is worthwhile? I think it is. I know we're going to have that one accident. We're going to have that one person hit another person. We want to be able to write somebody for something. We want to be able to have something with a little bit of teeth. We can see some mini gym teeth. Two feet in the middle of ocean and straight down the old line. We've seen it before. If we can hit it with ordinance, it'd be nice to have. And we're also seeing a lot of the golf carts coming in to see right now. Mm -hmm. and we want That's a no-go. We are we know we're gonna get someone hit on Ocean Avenue in a golf cart. That's just a matter of time. You know, just to say a word on that for common knowledge, uh, Jim and Brett were kind enough to explain to me that golf carts, low-speed vehicles are not allowed in the town because we have a state highway that runs through the middle of this town. Say, why can you do it in Monmouth Beach? Because Monmouth Beach has a lot of houses west, and all they're doing is crossing Ocean Avenue to get to the beach club. They're not driving on Ocean Avenue. In this town, you pretty much have to drive on Ocean Avenue to go anywhere. 
One of my neighbors bought a golf cart and was delivered to his house the other day. I said, Peter, I don't know if you know this, but they're illegal in town. He's like, what? They went back on the truck and went back, right? He said, thank you for telling me. But it's interesting. If we see these, these are illegal in town from our perspective. Even if they're registered? Currently, they're legal in town if you're operating on the side streets. Side streets only. So you can go up and down Trey Williams Lane all day long. But that's it. <laughs> if this ordinance, the way it's written right now, will actually remove that as well. Just people not be crystal see right now. So the John's question, if somebody registers it. I, I saw someone get pulled over in a golf cart around the beach. Didn't have a plate. But then I noticed there's a guy that lives back by where the other supermarket is. He has a license plate. Does that make him legal? Or these vehicle? vehicles, the best way to educate yourself about these Aussie vehicles is just Google Aussie vehicle and New Jersey DMV has a great site that spells out everything. They are treated exactly like any other motor vehicle. As far as like a car or motorcycle, you need a plate, registration, insurance, all of it. There's some specific things that are unique to the, these those vehicles that are different motors than than a tra traditional car. But with that said, you need all this stuff. Your license, registration. So if you see somebody driving one of these go karts with no plate on it, it's illegal. They have to have gas. They have to have motor motors, not gas. I'm not going to get into all the details, but it's spelled out exactly. What but you just have. can't be able to stay high though. No, you, you you can if it's. You, have, you can if it's special permission and it's 25 miles per hour or below. You can go up to 30 with special permission. So technically, if DOT and, and Mayor Council decided to agree upon having those vehicles operate just in that section of ocean at 30 miles per hour, you probably could do it with DOT's permission. But I don't advocate it. I think they're a hazard. And uh, I think awareness is that I can just remove them down completely. And I, I know this is an e-bike discussion and we're talking about golf carts, but in, in the ordinance, does it talk about any aftermarket uh, batteries? That's that's a phenomenon now that... No, again, I just took Wall's ordinance and I just looked at it from a use point of view. What we want the kids are buying these juiced up lithium batteries online, mm -hmm. so they're going faster. They're not... They're, there's no slow whatever... I guess the only way you can deal with that is a speed restriction. It'd be the speed restriction. power restriction. Yeah. The power restriction is in there as well? Yes, yeah, it's yeah. watts. But yeah. I don't know, that led my question. How do you know? Pull water. Yes, pull water. No, no, I mean, how do you... Uh, if they're going to pass. you got to take the bike apart to look at the battery? I, I, mean, I don't think this is really what the ordinance is really designed to do. The ordinance is really designed to be able to write somebody a ticket if they're operating the e-bike e in a reckless manner. Right. And it's also... Uh, to make sure that if we do see a golf cart come right down the channel, we can stop it and write that and we can collect the fine from it. It's not, we have no way of looking at batteries and seeing how many. Okay, I was just wondering how they did that because I'm reading more about it. Did they get like a reckless driving ticket? Like a car They're subject to the DUI. No, we would give them the order, we would write them the ordinance for. Improper use of rubber shine with the e-bike under our ordinance, we would collect the fines. But what the fines would be is what we decide what we want the fines to be. A lot. Chief, what, what happens if it's a minor? They get the ticket. Same way. Same way? They're also subject to Title 39 state statute. So anything that's not contained within the ordinance, so they violate the grade of the state statute as well. You said we can make illegal. Alcott instead of a seabird. 
right now the only place you can drive, you could, the only place you can drive golf carts is to say from Center Street, drive over Ocean Avenue, back down to Center Street on the, on the east side. That's pretty much it. And technically in our parking lots. The ordinance says you can't do that either. So they're essentially be banned from sea right entirely, which I think, I personally, and I think it's the same way as this way to go. Just for planning purposes, could we also make e-bikes illegal? Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think I don't want to do that. I don't think we want to make e-bikes illegal because everybody, I mean, we have a police department. Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just, we're going to sit down and discuss this. I just like to know what our options are. I didn't know you could make uh, golf carts illegal. If you can get a state license for it, you can still make them illegal. But they're not golf carts. There's, there's a separation here. So most speed vehicles are built in so they're, 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 they're a vehicle that's tailored to be operated on highways, on roads, that it doesn't fit the way Seabrass is on it, where our students are and how our roads are laid out. And we can still make them illegal. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I was wondering about e-bikes. Yeah, it's or a different we, Or can we restrict them to certain areas in the e-bikes? Well, you can. I mean, banning or partial banning e-bikes is concerned in terms of challenge as to, um, you know, every, or every ordinance has to be not arbitrary, capricious, and reasonable. Could someone challenging the ordinance make an argument that you're banning e-bikes but you're not banning bikes? Why can't you just regulate e-bikes so they work more like bikes? They're slower, they're, you know, doing the things that bikes are. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. And when you do get these, just think of the fines you might want to infer. Maybe if a kid's on an e-bike, you don't want to hit them, you know, for a lot. I don't know what you're thinking. Maybe for a golf cart, you know, they can, they can afford a golf cart. They can probably afford a higher fine. So just think about something you might want to have. Yeah. That's something that we guys need to discuss. Do e-bikes e require to have any sort of identification on the bike itself, like a, a plate? No. The problem is sometimes, People call me, I've gotten this call saying, take a look out the window, this guy's gone. But how do I even call you to you identify? It's too late, but they're not going to That's the problem with enforcement. Patrol. Unless you recognize the driver. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Talking about the uh, Anchorage uh, train station pavilion. Good progress here. Things are tracking pretty much to plan. Uh, the bid package was released a couple weeks ago, uh, thanks to Colliers and Bill White for that. Uh, Twelve companies asked for the bid package, which was good to see. Uh, proposals are due at 11 o'clock today. They're, they were due at 10, and we got one. Oh, it was due at 10. I just texted it to you. Um, oh, okay. From, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, so if we get an acceptable and compliant bid, if we do, the plan is that we would bring to the mayor and council request for resolution to the board. We would do that, and the anticipated delivery date is uh, six weeks, which would put us into November. The thought is if that in fact happens, we will take delivery of the kit, and uh, we will look for volunteers to help put that together. It's designed to be put together by volunteers. A couple of us have some construction background. So if this all comes into place, November timeframe, we're looking to put the train pavilion up in Anchorage. If you remember, that whole park had two other parts of it, and a lot of this is funded by the county. Uh, plantings and irrigation, um, we're holding off on those aspects of the project until the bridge is completed, because the bridge is going to affect the southern part of that whole park. 
So once that's completed, we would proceed with doing the remainder of the work. But the hope is that we're going to get start the pavilion construction in November and have it ready to go uh, for next year. And that's that. We do have several items for closed. Anybody have anything else on the agenda? No, we have just the resolutions. We're going to read those. And uh, if that's all we have, then I'll make a motion and we go into executive session. Anybody approve or disapprove? Anyone voice? All approvals? Aye. Uh, okay. <coughs> and, uh, just, uh, 